Thank you for joining Season 1, Episode 5 of the Pull-Up Podcast. This is Wesley Phillips, and this episode is titled Kids. This episode is also in memory of Coach Dennis Pugh, Henry Sanchez, and Scotty Bell. Let's take a moment of silence for those three gentlemen, please. Thank you. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Jazz, checking in one time. I wanted to give my big brother a huge shout out on his podcast. It's fire. If you guys haven't listened to it already, you are missing out. There's some great content on there. He's working on season one right now, talking about music, sports, uh, influences, lifestyles, all kinds of topics. You guys need to check it out. Uh, I actually have the absolute pleasure of introducing his newest episode, episode number five, called Kids. Uh, Here's a list of the topics he'll be discussing. Number one, since it's all about youth aspects of sports, of course, number one topic is going to be Wes's all-time high school baseball Hall of Fame list, aka all-star list of players he's played with or against during his high school career at Madison. Number two, Wes's all-time high school softball Hall of Fame list from my high school career, players I played with or against and Wes got to witness uh, my career at Madison. And number three is going to be a discussion about my son, Cameron Woods. He is coming up on being 10 years old. So he's going to discuss uh, what the youth sports are looking like nowadays and um, just reflect on that. So that's going to be super exciting. Uh, Number four is the music topic. Of course, uh, Wes is going to be bringing in uh, someone that he really admired, uh, Mac Miller. So he's going to be discussing Mac Miller uh, album. He has an album called Kids and he's going to be reflecting on uh, some of his favorite projects from or some of his favorite work from that project um topic number five of course Wes gotta talk about the food so what what better subject to talk about than snack bar food if you guys were in youth sports you know that it's lit so he's gonna discuss that shout out to our auntie sherry who was holding down the snack bar uh, you know, when we were youngins at Mesa del Sol, so she was kind of uh, the inspo for this topic here. And yeah, guys, so step back on the Pull Up Podcast. Stay tuned. It's going to be lit. And let's get right into it. Jazz, peace out. Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Without further ado, we're going to get right underway here. Thank you to my sister for getting us started there with the beautiful intro. Um, I appreciate her and everything she's contributed to my confidence in doing the show and the support. I've really needed it from my family, and she's been super clutch. So that was awesome. Thank you, girl. Uh, Without further ado, yeah, like I said, let's get into it. Uh, Number one topic on my list today, we're going to talk all-time high school baseball list of mine. Um... No surprise, a lot of these names are going to be guys that I either played with at UC, I played with at Madison, or I played with at Mesa College when I was there for a brief stint. Um, A lot of talent, 
a lot of names, a lot of memories. So you guys are really going to have fun with this segment. Um, first and foremost, let's start by my coaching staff here. Uh, rest in peace, Coach Dennis Pugh. He would be my head coach uh, of best people that has ever led me. Um, like I said, he only coached me. If you guys tuned into my uh, story the other day, he only coached me one time, but one time was enough uh, to gain my respect. So he would coach my ball club. Uh, my bench coach would be Jeff Dufek, who was my head coach at UC, who also was uh, one of Dennis Pugh's uh, protégés at Mission Bay. He was the uh, pitching coach of the team that had Matt Bush and Henry Sanchez, um, etc. So Dufek had a huge impact on me and obviously my profound liking to Mission Bay and kind of the talent that they had down there. Um, I'd also have as an assistant bench coach, Coach Moreno, for those Madison guys that knew how much of a dog he was and how crazy that boy was. I'd love to have him on my bench. Uh, my catcher's coach, obviously, Jason Fowler. Um, let's see here. My hitting coach would be Coach Brian Blue. Uh, for those of my UC guys who remember Coach Blue, man, he was solid. Um, I really, 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 really liked his approach and how he handled things. And believe it or not, he had me pitch a lot when I was with him, but I think I was more suited for outfield. But we had studs, man, and I'll get to that story later. Um, in terms of, uh, I got asked a really good question the other day that actually I've never been asked before by anyone from UC. Um, and I've never even thought about answering that question, but uh, he asked me why I left. And I'll get into that later, but um, I never really thought about that. But yeah, stay tuned. Um, here we go. Let's go around the diamond. So let's start. Let's start here in sequential order. We'll start at first base here. So the best first baseman I've ever played with. Um, Hands down is Ryan Hagen, uh, left-handed hitter with the most Adrian Gonzalez slash um, Tony Gwynn approach where he shot balls to left field, which is very unlike left-handed hitters, very hard to do, um, speaking from a left-handed hitter. And uh, Ryan was awesome, man. He was an older guy who took a lot of the young guys under his wing, including myself. Um, and he just, he made it easy. He made it easy to uh, to play at a high level when you were a young kid in high school. Um, shout out Ryan Hagen. Uh, let's switch over to second base here. Uh, not a second baseman, but I had to squeeze him on my list somehow because um, I couldn't leave him off my list. But uh, Brent Plank would be playing second base for me. Um, he's a leader, smart dude. Um, <laughs> I always remember the story he used to tell me. He goes, uh, you want to know who your smartest person in the world is? Okay, well, ask the smartest person you know who the smartest person they know is, right? And so hilarious stuff. So he would always he, – he was the smartest person I knew, like hands down. That dude knew everything. He was in – Honors classes, AP this, AP that. Um, uh, went to USD. I mean, I, I love Brent playing, so he's going to be my second baseman here. Um, my shortstop's going to be Garrett Lyons. Uh, for those of you that grew up in Claremont, especially those of you guys that played at UC, Garrett Lyons was kind of one of our LeBrons. So obviously from 8, 9, 10 years old, we knew how good he was going to be. Um, he was a guy that obviously, you know, you can't leave off a list like this. Just pure power, uh, smooth hands at shortstop. Uh, I was always confident when the ball was hit to him behind me. So uh, Garrett Lyons is my shortstop. Um, my third baseman here is going to be Joey Boyle. Joey Boyle is hands down the best hitter I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And I mean that. I, a lot of people ask me. I've seen guys that have played in the league. I've seen guys that have gone, you know, really deep in the minors. But Joey Boyle is hands down the most approached, refined. Uh, he just knew the game at a young age, too. And um, I don't know. I, I looked up to him at UC, and, and when Coach Dufet gravitated towards him and made him one of the guys um, who led the club 
and and Dufex Rain. I, I I don't know, man. Something about him, his approach. He was hard nosed. Uh, he did things the right way. Uh, I I love Joy Boyle. Good good dude, man. Uh, that's my third baseman. Um, let's shift over to behind the plate here. I have a tandem. Two, uh, uh, you know how they do it in baseball nowadays. Two catcher tandem. catcher i'm gonna go with a tandem here because you know how they do it nowadays in baseball you got to have two catchers behind the plate um two similar guys uh slender uh more athletic guys behind the plate here joseph Oliveira is going to be my starter jo the show uh shout out joe if you're listening uh doing big things with san diego state i miss you man uh me and you had some really good times together um and i appreciate everything you ever did for me uh, Chris Jaime, my boy, uh, is going to be my second uh, catcher in, in the tandem here. Um, Chris has amazing defensive skill behind the plate. Uh, probably still could catch today if he, if he really wanted to. But um, you ask any pitcher that we played with, uh, whether it was our days at Madison or our days at Mesa, um, I even went up to watch him play at Concordia a few times. And uh, Chris had the hands of, of a professional catcher. Uh, he could frame um, just as well as any guy I've ever seen. Uh, he could block pitches. Uh, strong arm um, in terms of throwing runners out to the bases. Um, Chris Chris was a solid catcher. Um, undersized, obviously, but um, the bat was there too. Um, he could spray the ball around the field. Uh, he had a knack for hitting. Um, Joe, obviously, as well. Joe was Joe was refined uh, to the obviously to the level where he he went and played at Pacific and, and did really well for himself there and um, saw some uh, minor league time with the Orioles. Um, yeah, so that's my catching spot there. Uh, let's slide over to the outfield here. Uh, my left fielder, without a doubt, is going to be Alan Boyer. Uh, funny story about Alan is I never saw him play until I got to Mesa. Uh, and still, even in the first few weeks, he wasn't there. He was in uh, Arizona, I think, playing for a wooden bat school. And uh, there was some chatter going around that this kid was coming down. And, uh, you know, he won uh, high school player of the year the year prior. Uh, was supposed to be the stud or whatever. And he came out and I saw him and I'm like, this guy? Like, really? Like, no shit? Like, this is the dude? And sure as shit, man, this guy can play some fucking ball and uh, undersized as well. But I mean, the most pop I've ever seen from a guy, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, whatever the hell you are, Alan. Um, but dude, I mean, I've seen this guy hit balls that still haven't landed. Um, especially as a lefty, man, he had that Griffey swing where he just launched everything. Um, and it was really pretty to see that ball fly. Um, it sounded different too. Uh, Alan's ball sounded a lot different. Um, let's slide over to center field here. Um, Kevin Santos, my guy, man. I love Kevin Santos. Um, reliable, uh, five tool ball player. Uh, to be honest with you, I saw Kevin, uh, develop from really, really, really mature. I mean, Kevin was a putt man and, um, freshman year and just seeing him grow up to be the player he was. I mean, I remember when I graduated, looking back in the paper, um, that's when people used to do that. I don't know if I have some young people listening to my, my cast here, but yeah, we used to go to the back of the sports page and it would tell us uh, where all of our friends batted in the lineup, what they did in the game that they played for last Thursday, ETC. Um, and I would check on Kevin and, and some of the boys over there and he'd always have huge, huge games, um, junior, senior year for UC. So, um, Kevin, keep it up, man. Uh, I know you're doing well in your, uh, in your personal life now, in your career. Uh, you'll always be a good friend of mine. Kevin Santos is my center fielder. Um, my right fielder here is going to be Eddie Kalankiewicz slash Mitch Beacom. So tough. Cause I had to go two lefties in my platoon here in right field, but it is what it is. Um, Eddie Kalankiewicz, I don't even need to get into him. Great ball player. Uh, Mitch Beacom, 
uh, one of the guys who was, was just a freak. A uh, huge, tall, lefty uh, dude looked like Randy Johnson when he was pitching. Um, could also swing it. Uh, obviously, a guy that any coach would want to have. Uh, that's just a dude you immediately plug into the three, four hole of your lineup. You have him pitch every other game and you're set. Um, so that's my right field situation. Um, pretty athletic outfield I put together there. Um, very defensive, solid infield I got along with my two stud, studs behind the plate. Um, let's go on to here to my DH. Um, the guy who could have done whatever the hell he wanted if he screwed it in here, Adrian Hutchinson. Um, I saw him hit three home runs in a game against uh, Claremont, and every single ball was absolutely punished. Um, that guy had pure talent. He could have gone to whatever school, did whatever he wanted if that's what he wanted to do. Uh, he's my DH. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, let's slide on to the rotation. I want to give you guys my pitching. Actually, no, since we're actually, I'm sorry about that. Since we're on offense still, let's, let's slide to the bench. Um, I'll give you guys a couple players that I, that I couldn't go without that I have to use late in the game. Um, first option, um, I talked to Chris about him a lot, man. Um, Elijah Tupawala is going to be the first guy I come off the bench here, my shortstop second baseman. Um, Eli was probably the best uh, fundamental player I've ever seen in terms of uh, he could do anything on the field. He could switch hit, he could bunt, he could play shortstop, he could play third base, he could play second base. I would trust him in either corner outfield spot. He could play first base. Um, and he's a gamer, he's a leader. Uh, he develops a culture with the team. He's, he's one of those glue guys. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many freaking quotes and uh, funny times I had with Eli Tupawala, so he'd be the first guy off my bench here. Uh, my second guy, maybe, maybe a little crazy to some of you guys here, but if you saw him play, you wouldn't feel this way. Uh, Will Cotton. Will Cotton was probably one of the most sure guys defensively I've been around uh, in, in the game of baseball. Um, Will cared. Uh, Will brought his glove to class every day. He strapped it to his backpack. He made sure that it was flared out with tape on it and everything. Uh, the way he folded it and creased it and held it and received the ball with it. Uh, he was a pro. He, he, he studied. He knew the game. Uh, Will was great. I mean, when, when balls were hit to Will at third, I mean, he made some plays that, that still kind of rival some of the stuff I've seen. Um, I trust him 100% at, uh, at third base. But to be honest with you, um, Coach Lovato, uh, our high school coach, did try Will at second base, and I liked him there too. I mean, um, to have a guy that can give you a little pop from a spot where people that know baseball and softball, you don't get much offense from second base. Um, but Will could pick it over there too, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, was, I was good with him at second. Um, so he'd be my second guy off the bench there if I needed anybody. Um, uh, this one's heavy, man, but uh, rest in peace to Scotty Bell. Um, those of you guys that grew up, North City boys, uh, any, anyone that kind of grew up around Scotty, Scotty's family, man, I, I just heard the news the other day that he passed away, and, and it sucks, man. Scotty was awesome, dude. He was, he was the guy that would take you under his shoulder and tell you, uh, you know, the advice that you needed to hear, uh, tell you everything would be all right. He was just that older guy uh, that made things better, and um, it sucks. It sucks. He had to work hard. I, I remember he worked at... Um, um, Henry's or whatever the grocery store was out over there on Nobel um, while we were playing at UC and um, still to this day the best arm the best arm I've ever seen um, as an outfielder period but in right field Scotty Bell had a cannon that might as well had fire coming behind the ball when he threw it um, uh, I'm sorry for for Scotty's family um, but um, we got a rally man we're a community out here this is this, this San Diego baseball community and we, and we got to uplift our brothers and uh this is kind of part of it so scotty um rest in peace but you are on my all-time baseball team um you are my uh 
my outfielder coming off the bench here. Um, and my third emergency catcher I'll have here is a uh, West Wood leader. Uh, one of, another one of those, uh, Ryan Hagan, uh, Garrett Lyons, Joey Boyle type guys learned a lot from them. Um, kind of big brothers to me. Uh, Westwood would be my third catcher here. Um, those of you guys that played with Westwood, I, I don't really need to get into that. Um, I mean, he'd catch with casts on with braces on the absolute guy, absolute gamer guy. You'd want on a team, uh, backup first baseman here would be my boy, uh, Latino heat, uh, Anthony. I played with him at Mesa, uh, sweet swing and lefty uh, could back up my boy Ryan Hagen here pretty nicely. Um, and then to uh, round out my bench here, I'm going to have Ant P. Uh, shout out Anthony Phillips. I just added him the other day. I don't know if he's tuning into these, but um, versatile dude uh, can play all around the diamond. Um, he's going to be the last guy coming off my bench. Uh, so that's going to do it for my position players there. Um, hope you guys enjoyed uh, that little list here. I'll give you a break before I get into my pitching staff. One second. All right, cool. Thanks for sticking around with me, guys. On to my five-man pitching staff here, uh, my starting rotation. The five best starting pitchers I've ever played with. Uh, my ace here, my number one, my USD boy, Ricardo Pacina, Bubba. Um, big lefty, high octane. Uh, he's going to be my uh, my ace here. He's who I'd give the ball to in, uh, in game one of any playoff series. Uh, played with him for two years. I obviously played with him when I was younger, too. Um, He's a guy that obviously uh, his, the results spoke for themselves. Uh, hardworking man. Uh, his father also contributed a lot towards his game. Um, I loved what he did at USD as well. If you guys kind of followed his path there, uh, he pitched a hell of a game against Texas. Ended up getting drafted by the Nationals. Uh, worked his way up their system, and I think he still has a ton of friends in that organization. Um, my number two is going to be Taylor Monjo. Shout out Monj. Uh, another gamer guy who I saw pitch magnificent games. Speaking of all these Mission Bay teams, um, as I have been, um, I saw Manjo go in there and uh, shove against that really, really, really good team um, to kind of put UC on the map when they were kind of up and coming when Dufek first came. Um, my number three starter, uh, shout out. This is an old name. A lot of you guys are going to love him. Uh, Lance Janky. Uh, Janky pumped, man. Janky through heat. Um, you, you didn't want to face Jank, man. I love Lance Janky. That's my three. Um, I actually give him the ball in, in any big game. Um, I want to say he, he, he's upper 90s with some nasty off-speed stuff. Uh, shout out, Jank, if you're listening, boy. Um, my number four, uh, Lance McCormick. Uh, he was the number two in high school, our number one senior year once Bubba graduated uh, in 05, and I stuck around one more year um, and a lot of my boys. And uh, Lance held it down, man. Lance was the guy that uh, kept us in a lot of tough games. Uh, we were just as good uh, senior year as we were junior year with the talent that uh, walked out the door with Bubba and Brant and a few of these guys that are on my list, on my list, excuse me, who left us. Um, but yeah, uh, my four is Lance. Uh, Lance also played for uh, Cal State San Marcos uh, for Dennis Pugh, um, another guy who's kind of attached to this, uh, this baseball fraternity here. Uh, Ryan Floros. Um, Westview kid. I uh, played with him at uh, Mesa. Uh, long, shaggy, blonde hair boy who brought the heat to. Um, he'd tell you fastball's coming. You still couldn't hit it. Uh, had some nasty off-speed stuff. He was our ace at Mesa, um, and he'd be uh, my number five on my all-time uh, teammates list here. Um, let's pop into my bullpen here. 
Um, some of some of some names here that you guys are gonna love. Uh, first guy out of my bullpen here, uh, Matty Adams. Shout out uh, another old veteran guy from uh, UC 05, or actually, you know, 04 probably 04 05. One of the two. Uh, shout out Matt Adams. He was on that team with uh, Joey Boyle, Garrett Lyons. Um, big righty, brought the heat. Uh, need that in a close game late. I need a little deception. So my number two guy out of the bullpen here is going to be Alan Niemenbosch. Um, if any of you guys watched him play baseball, you saw his delivery and how he pitched. Uh, he was one of those submarine guys who would throw it almost like a softball pitcher. Uh, his knuckles, essentially, if you guys are... I know it's a podcast and you can't see me, but his knuckles essentially would scrape the ground when he would let go of the ball the opposite way that most boys let go of it. Um, and it gave uh, a nice, interesting dynamic late in the game when someone's used to someone throwing it over the top 100, 110 times. Then you bring in this different look. It helps throw off the rhythm, the timing. He's a guy I'd have in my bullpen. A um, couple other guys here, Blake Gallacher. Blake Gallacher, uh, my high school quarterback, one of my, one of my really good friends growing up, a guy that I owe a lot to. He was one of uh, the first guys to get his license out of the crew that lived in my neighborhood. So he would always pick me up, always drop me off. And I'm always grateful for Blake. Blake's a guy that um, I'll love forever, no matter what. Um, Daniel Iglesias, another guy who falls under that same tree. Him and Blake are probably still best friends, uh, but we're at the time as well. Um, I love Iggy as well. Um, he's a guy who also uh, brought the heat. Uh, Iggy, uh, one thing about him, though, that not a lot of people sleep on is Iggy had a nasty, nasty curveball. Um, I would hate it when I'd warm up with him. Sometimes he'd always want to warm up with me, and we'd go down the line, and he wouldn't tell me it was coming. I- Ig was good with um, when baseball guys are throwing certain pitches, you would uh, motion your glove. For example, um, if I'm throwing a fastball, I'm going to motion my glove as if I'm pushing, uh, let's say, poker chips towards the table, like I'm cashing out. I'm pushing my glove at the catcher, like, hey, fastball's coming. Without That's kind of our verbal. That's our sign language. If I'm throwing a curveball, I'm going to take my glove and essentially curve it and uh, almost as if you're kind of uh, asking someone to dance, right? You're going to kind of curve your glove and kind of aim it with the open of the glove, kind of letting the catcher know, hey, this is something different coming. This is a curve, right? So uh, Iggy wouldn't tell me that, and he would just hit me with that. And granted, Iggy throws 90 miles an hour, so when something comes in a little loopy that's about 75 with some fuzz on it, uh, it's hard to catch, put it for example so uh shout out Iggy. Yeah, i got in touch with you today and i was nice talking with you man but um he'd be the guy coming out of the bullpen for me um and i did write this before talking to you so i didn't cheat by the way i swear um tristan asias that's the guy you guys probably haven't heard in forever um he's coming out of the bullpen uh, another guy like alan neiman bosch wasn't that low but tristan would come at more of a three-quarter angle so um he would throw it almost kind of with his shoulder for example, a lot of guys throw their baseball right over the top, right over the top. He would come down really low, um, and I liked it, and he threw hard too, and he had a nice uh, array of off-speed pitches as well that he would mix in. Um, Dad also was another guy who was a huge contributor to his success. Um, shout out Tristan. I haven't seen, talked, heard from him in forever. Um, hope he's doing well. And um, my closer would be Chad Blower, guy I played with at Mesa, um, filthy, high-octane stuff, a guy that um, for 10 to 15 to 20 pitches um, absolutely ramp it up and give you all he's got. Uh, one of the craziest guys I've ever met slash new. Um, that's why he's my closer, if you guys know what I mean. If you guys play baseball, you got to have somebody like that at the back end, and he is my guy. So that's my team. Um, I did have one other guy I did want to throw on here. Um, the most underrated player. The most underrated player I've ever played with um, a gentleman by the name of David Sullivan. 
He may not ring a bell to most of you guys because he didn't end up doing anything major with baseball. However, uh, senior year, me, Chris, Wes uh, Hoey, uh, Will Cotton, Daniel Angle, a lot of you guys will remember this man. He uh, came out, he was a junior, came out to left field, and we really needed some help at that position. And uh, Coach Lovato set up a jugs machine, which was essentially a machine you just drop a ball in and it sprays the ball out and you can adjust the speed on how you want it to go. He ramped this thing up as fast as it could, spit it out to this kid. And I kid you not, it smacked him right in the face, probably right between his eyes, probably right off his nose, to be honest with you. Um, And we all freaking gasped, everybody on the field, because we thought this kid was A, knocked out. We didn't know if he could play baseball. We didn't know what the deal was, if he was just coming out because someone told him to. Um, Laid down for a second. He got right back up, threw the ball back in, um, threw his hat back on, and was ready for uh, for the next round. And to be honest with you, like I've never gained more respect for any other athlete before. That was, um, I heard Kobe had said, or excuse me, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes had said a story about Kobe. Um, Matt Barnes has a podcast, um, All the Smoke. Uh, it's gaining a bunch of traction right now. But um, long story short, he said he had a podcast about Kobe um, in which he was about to take the inbound pass. So um, he's standing next to the referee in basketball. He's handing him the ball, about to blow the whistle. And the guys are going to start moving, and he's going to find somebody open. And Kobe was the guy guarding him on the other side of the white stripe. Um, And he said, you know, to kind of gain a competitive edge, he wanted to kind of play a trick on Kobe. So he pump faked it right at his face. And normal human reaction, I don't care who you are, you're going to flinch. You're going you're gonna to jump back. Uh, someone snaps in your ear if you hear something. He said Kobe stood stone cold. And he said right there at that day, he gained respect for Kobe. Um, obviously, he didn't really need to gain much more respect for the guy if you just watched what he did on the field, but, but or on the court, excuse me. But just those moments, right? So this moment was mine in high, in high school when this boy uh, took that ball off his, and he got up. And not only did he get up, he was good. He, he, he was, it was a blemish. Um, he could hit. He tried. Um, I remember we went up to uh, West Hills and we played Strasburg and company. Um, and I remember he was in the lineup, man. And, and he was he was seeing pitches. He was fouling off pitches. Um, shout out David Sullivan. Uh, I like stories like that. Um, he was a guy that always resonated with me uh, for that story. Um, to, to wrap up the baseball segment here, my all-time, um, these are the LeBrons, the kids that I grew up with um, at North City that were kind of the, the legends, the revered guys. You guys will love these names. Um, number one, obviously everyone knows Stephen Winnick. He was the kid that was supposed to go anywhere, everywhere, uh, played at Point Loma Nazarene with a few of my friends. I think he's doing really well. Um, him and his wife have a shoe business. Shout out Stephen Winnick. Um, Josh Green, kid that lived at the big house behind North City. He would basically hit home run balls into his backyard. Um, he was a monster at North City. Uh, Vincent Valdez, shout out Vince Valdez, uh, one of the best players I've ever seen. However, the injury bug got to Vince. I don't know how many Tommy John surgeries and ACL surgeries and um, uphill battles Vince had to climb, but Vince was a fantastic ball player. Vance Woodruff, number four. Vance Woodruff was a kid. If you skateboarded around Claremont, he was kind of the kid that if you didn't know Vance Woodruff, you probably weren't cool. Uh, Number five, as I reiterated to my shortstop, Garrett Lyons. Uh, That's going to wrap up my baseball segment. Um, That's my squad, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, On to softball. Thank you.
Yaddy 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 yay. What do you know? What do you say? I got the softball boogie. Got the softball boogie. I could do it all day. And I can do it all day. Hey, I said, yaddy 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 yay. How'd I do? All right, cool. Perfect. We going into softball here. Uh, here's my all-time softball list. Um, I'm going to reiterate names here that um, I, I either watched um, physically, whether it was got pe- girls that uh, grew up during my sister's time frame who I got dragged to the ballpark. Dad, stepdad made my mom and I come out with the canopies and ice chests, and we did it. We did that out there. So um, I didn't waste time. I obviously evaluated talent. I saw a lot, a lot of talented ball players um, on the softball diamond. And uh, at my time at UC in Madison, I also witnessed um, people of my age um, on the field. So here is my all-time softball list without further ado. All right, we'll start at first base for softball two. Um, I'll kind of mix and match some names here, uh, but I'll make sure it makes some sense for you guys. So... My first baseman, uh, the best first baseman in softball that I've ever seen all time would have to be the OG Kim K at UC. Um, big lefty, uh, left-handed pitcher, also first baseman. Um, Kim could drop bombs, was a great person. I remember Kim was super nice, um, even as a freshman. Um, she always uh, held conversation, was super cool. Um, these girls were good. I'm talking uh, the UC girls my 2003-2004 freshman year. Um, I want to say they won CIF uh, due to a person I'll get to in just a few minutes. However, Kim K, uh, my first baseman, uh, the second best first baseman I'd ever seen. Um, it's going to be uh, her and her cousin here, uh, Brittany Amelifoa. I Malifoa, excuse me. I hate butchering their last name. Um, we don't really need to say much. She could slug uh, Brittany. Brittany and Caitlin kind of flip-flopped uh, first and third, so you can kind of put them wherever you want. Spoiler alert, Caitlin, I'm Ali Foa. Uh, Brittany's cousin is going to be my third baseman. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so Brittany's at first there for me. Um, plug her in the third or fourth hole in the lineup wherever you want. She could hit. Um, both of their dads uh, played base- baseball in Hawaii growing up, and they ended up becoming really good friends with my stepdad, and uh, they coached kind of um, all the age groups along with them. So um, they were two of my favorite ball players um, in terms of my softball gals. Um, while we're sticking at first base here, the third best, uh, third excuse me, third best first baseman, tongue twister, I've ever seen. Uh, Katie Trent, shout out Katie. Um, left lefty, uh, she could scoop it really well. Um, any ball in the dirt uh, that was thrown by the shortstop or the first baseman, she would kind of get low and make sure that she picked it out. Um, she could swing it too uh, for, for a lefty, um, and she was one of those that uh, also used. The, the left side of the field so she wasn't afraid to um uh see this is the thing about baseball and softball is it's easy to pull pull the ball like to get ahead of it like you know it's coming you're gonna gear up um you're kind of you're cheating essentially um but it's hard to let it get deep to be patient and say you know what i know i can hit it over there but i want to hit it over there um and a lot of left-handed batters don't like to hit it to the left side of the field which consists of your shortstop your third baseman and the left fielder going that way um, which Tony Gwynn made very famous. Um, he coined that area, the 5.5 hole, um, give you guys a little bit of education. The scorekeepers in baseball and softball, um, shortstop, when you write down the position is number six and third base is number five. So when they say the 5.5 hole, it's that area between the shortstop and the third baseman that batters hitting the ball between. Comprende? Got it. 
Okay. Um, second base. Marissa Gastelum. Uh, Badunk. Uh, she's going to be a gamer. Uh, honestly, she, she actually played softball the way that a lot of, a lot of baseball guys should play. Um, going in hard to second base, head first, helmet flew off, no gloves, uh, old school player, uh, dough for everything. Um, showed the example to the younger girls on, on, on how you play the game and, and how you shouldn't waste your time if you're going to come out here on the diamond and mess around. Um, shout out Marissa. She was one of the best athletes. Um, great cheerleader. Um, great mom. Uh, let's slide over to the shortstop position here. So uh, we're going to go with two, two gals from the Mesa del Sol days. Um, actually, one, no, two girls from the Mesa del Sol days and then one girl from UC here. Uh, the best shortstop I'd ever seen, and this is hands down, she actually might be the best softball player I've ever seen. Uh, shout out Kayla Lutmers. If you guys remember Kayla Lutmers, she could play some ball. I'm not, I, hey, hey, I'm not kidding. Kayla Lutmers could play ball. Um, there's games I saw she hit balls harder than some of these dudes I know, man, and, 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 and she could pick it too. At short, she was so nice. And the thing, too, is that uh, most softball girls, they, they play with a style that's a little different. It looks different to the eye than, than, than the guy's game does. Um, woo, Kayla Lutmers was smooth. When she'd pick it at short and she'd make that throw, you can tell a difference. Um, loved watching her play shortstop. Uh, best shortstops growing up with my sister and, and her age was uh, Jacqueline Hammy. Jacqueline was a great athlete. Um, probably still is to this day, to be honest with you. Uh, but she played a great shortstop. Um, she was like more of a leadoff, second type hitter. Uh, would get on base on a lot of the competitive teams that uh, that Jazz played for. Uh, my sister Jasmine. Um, uh, the backup shortstop actually is another Jasmine, uh, one of my favorite people, Jasmine Nguyen. Uh, shout out her dad Ben Nguyen. Um, he'd probably be my uh, my coach on this team, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, Jasmine Nguyen, uh, book smart as can be. I want to say she went to either Stanford or Harvard or Yale or uh, one of those really Ivy League schools. And uh, shout out Jasmine to win. Uh, let's slide over to third base here. I told you a little, little cheater a second ago. Caitlin would be my starter. Um, however, I do have a couple other people here. Um, Caitlin actually had the most power I've ever seen um, any, as any softball player. Uh, her and Brittany both, but she, she definitely trumped Brittany in terms of um, if, if Caitlin got into it, you better watch out. Watch your lips because um, that's coming out hot. Um, Jasmine Hammy, uh, Jacqueline's sister, uh, more of a power hitter. She'd probably be my third baseman if, if I needed a replacement, if Caitlin was running low on some juice. Um, and Haley Rocha. Haley Rocha uh, could either spread around the diamond. She could play some second base for me um, if Marissa gets hurt because she likes to get crazy out there. Um, or Haley can play some shortstop or some third. Uh, let's see here. Um, my bench options. Um, I got to get Katie Swan on the bench. Uh, Katie can also play some third or some first for me. Um, behind the dish here, uh, dude, first time ever on the pull up podcast, we got a brother, sister shout out here. I got to you know, I'm going to take a little shot for that and you'll, you'll know why in a second. Just give me a minute. Ooh, Ooh, another hot one. Ashley Jaime. Hey, shout out Ashley Jaime. That's my boy, uh, Chris's little sister. But um, I know I seriously, I didn't just come up with this shit off the top, guys. I actually talked to, I talked to my sister. We evaluated some names. We evaluated some players. And um, she said Ashley Jaime is the best catcher she's ever thrown to slash played with. And if my sister says it, it's the case. So Ashley Jaime is my starting catcher. No doubt about it. Um, 
best catcher I saw playing um, in Jazz's youth days was Brittany Camphonic, and that's hands down. Brittany Camphonic was not only a great catcher, she actually could hit, and she was a leader. Um, her dad was a fantastic, uh, and still is a fantastic football coach. Uh, shout out TJ Camphonic, her brother was good, my boy. Um, let's slide around a little bit more here. Um, on the mound, um, yes, yes, on the mound. I love it. Chelsea Klingfist, uh, the unit, man, the big unit. Um, if you guys saw Chelsea pitch growing up, man, you you were blessed, man. Chelsea was the shit. Uh, she, she came at you heavy, man. She, she had that fastball that nobody could hit. Nobody wanted Chelsea, man. Um, and Chelsea had an attitude out there, and I loved it. You know, if the umpire would give give a call she'd snap that ball back when the catcher would throw it to her and she had just that edge you know and i lot I, I, man chelsea chelsea was great man she that was so many of my memories was watching chelsea pitch and, and catching her bullpens and whatnot and um hey shout out to all my friends that have young daughters that are playing softball too by the way i know um i talked to aaron shelby a little bit the other day i know his, his daughter's playing some competitive softball um i didn't do this shit for nothing guys i sat on a bucket for six seven eight nine years and I caught pitching lesson after pitching lesson after pitching lesson after pitching lesson of both of my sister's uh, whole entire careers. So these are guys that, you know, were coaches at UCSD, USD, um, who coached the best of the best. And um, I could help out. So I got free time. Uh, you know, my life's been a little bit weird lately. So um, if you guys need me, reach out to me. I can get out there. Um, a lot of the stuff I give is mental, to be honest with you. Um, I like to get in between the ears. And, and, and I think that's half playing. I feel like that's half the battle is keeping your, your mental in check. Um, and honestly, the, a lot of the physical stuff's just common sense stuff, power from your lower body, um, using, u- using, using bands, using a lot of resistance weight to kind of mimic uh, loading and explosion. So we'll get into that. If you guys need me, let me know. Um, I'm available, okay? Um, so that's that, Chelsea Klingfist. Uh, my second pitcher, honestly, would be Nikki Jones. Nikki Jones was, was, was heat. If you guys remember Nikki Jones, man, Nikki Jones had sauce. Uh, she had the drip. She was, um, she, she was, oh, man. Nikki didn't care, man, and, and, and that's the thing, too, is that if the other team riled her up, she got better, and, and, and that's how you know somebody's an athlete and a competitor. Uh, when they started chirping from that other side of the dugout, you'd see Nikki look up there, and then when, when uh, with the eyebrow would raise, when she would look like the rock, and then she'd give the people's eyebrow, it was over. It's a wrap. It's game over. Nikki's got to, about to lock it in. So Nikki's my number two. Um, best ever pitcher slash player slash softball player slash female athlete i've ever seen in my life had to be my freshman year of high school which i'm so grateful for uh watching lisa dodd play lisa dodd was the best female athlete i've ever seen in my whole entire life um she won gatorade player of the year in 2004 along with reggie bush and um watching all those softball games and honestly it was kind of cool because i wasn't from uc i was from madison excuse me, from Claremont, excuse me, like the Madison area, um, which was, I mean, it was about four or five miles. It wasn't right down the street. So um, in order to get to and from, I mean, I was too young to have my license. I had to take public transportation. Um, And a lot of the times I would wait for like my older friends to just give me a ride. Um, And that's why obviously a lot of those guys were on my baseball list because not only were we give were they giving me a ride home but they were also talking to me about hitting talking to me about how um, I need to pay attention in my classes talking to me about how I should look for a side job you know to help out a little bit here and there and just making me a man you know those were those were the dudes for sure for sure um and I and I and I owe them a lot for that because it it shaped me and it made me uh the person I am today um but uh, getting back to the softball list here um Left fielder. I didn't get over the. I got to get the outfield through here for you guys. My left fielder is going to be Danielle Bob Ritchie. 
Um, those of you guys that watched Danielle play, she would run through a brick wall. Um, she ran like she had fire uh, burning off of the back of her jersey. Um, she'd bite my left fielder. She'd dive for any ball. Um, she'd play some gritty defense for me. I need her out there. Um, center fielder, probably the second best athlete I've ever seen um, in, t- in terms of female uh, collegiate uh, sports. Excuse me, not collegiate, just female sports in general. Uh, Rachel Ortiz. Um, shout out Rachel Ortiz. Hi. Um, center fielder. She can go get it. She can run like a deer. Uh, she can hit, um, family full of athletes, uh, brother played football at San Diego state. Uh, got drafted and played with a few different teams. Um, Rachel Ortiz is my center fielder, um, slash. I also put Nikki Nelson on this list. Um, Nikki's kind of would be my center fielder slash shortstop emergency shortstop. Um, one of the solid ball players that you'd ever seen, uh, every day made it out to the field. Um, Nikki's the shit, man, and she's she's a hard worker too. I've kind of seen her adult life and um, how she's a great mom and how she's piecing together um, what she can. And and Nikki, you are the best. If you're listening to this, I doubt you are, but I got to add you and get you into this. But um, uh, appreciate you and everything you've done. Thank you for being my friend. Uh, right fielder Sarah Gerdner, uh, Gertie uh, out in right. She was another amazing athlete i i i I couple her in the in the racial ortiz category and and they were kind of good friends so that ties in well but um sarah was an athlete man sarah could cover some ground um she was one of those kids that people talked about you know on the backfield hey you know kind of like the garrett lyons name and stephen winnick like i kind of reiterated in baseball um you had to get a glimpse of her playing um and if you didn't you were sleeping um and to kind of wrap it up here, um, I am going to go a DH because, you know, softball, you use DHs a lot, um, especially in high school. Um, I had to get her on my team, um, and you'll know why, those of you guys that are listening. Um, she was probably, when you think softball, it, it's softball. Um, Two-flap, two helmet, slap hitter, eye black, grit, 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 grit. Hi, Miss Shelby Turner. Shelby Turner. If you don't have Shelby Turner on a team, you're sleeping. Um, she's going to be my leadoff hitter, actually, no matter what. Like, if I have a softball roster, I'm going to call Shelby Turner and ask her if she wants to bat leadoff. Like, no joke. Um, she'll do the two-step as the pitch is coming. She'll chop the ball on the ground, and the ball will go 30 feet in the air, and she'll sprint about six steps down, and she'll touch the base before the third baseman even catches the ball. Um, and if that's not... Skill at a young age. I remember uh, she played on all these competitive teams with Tom Camphonic and whatnot. And um, she was glue, man. Shelbs, she was glue. So that is my all-time softball lineup. Um, I hope you guys appreciated it. Um, I did this for my sister, basically. So um, love you, Jazz. I hope you enjoyed that. And um, I hope you guys that were listening enjoyed that. So um, if you guys want to start playing softball again, you know where you're at. Yo, yo, guys, this is the fifth and final segment to cap off what has been a wonderful episode five titled Kids once again. Um, we're going to talk about snack bar food. Since we're talking about high school baseball swag, we're going to talk a little food um, and food that you can eat while you watch these games. Snack bar food. Number one, the number one got to go snack bar food for me. If you're standing in line and you got a crinkly five dollar bill in your hand, you got to go with the nachos and the jalapenos. Especially if that if that cheese thing is oozing out correctly, um, and the jalapenos is on point, and they got gloves on, and they're and they're scooping them out on your shit, you gotta do that, okay? Number one, number two, if there's a slush puppy, you gotta get a slush puppy. 
So I'm talking red. Red's the number uno. So if red's there, strawberry, red berry, red whatever the red, whatever watermelon, whatever the fuck red flavor it is, get the red flavor. Um, if the snack bar has got slush puppy, that shit is upgraded. Um, and you, you want in on that. Um, if they got the blue one, fuck with the blue one, bro. Like it's fine. But if they got a slush puppy, get the slush puppy. Number three, hot dog or hamburger. Duh. Nothing like a ballpark grill. So if you on the grill there at the ballpark, if somebody's on the grill, whether it's dad, you know, or, or a random dude, just, you know, just get over there. Get to the grill, see what he's got, evaluate there. You don't walk up to him and say, hey, give me this. You got to see what he's got, okay? See what looks good, then get that. Number four, birdies, or as we call them, sunflower seeds. I call them birdies because all the homies at Madison. Um, But birdies, um, don't be a crap baseball parent. And and Gatorade, too. This is couple. This is like a two-package deal. Seeds and Gatorade. And it's not hard. Like, stop at 7-Eleven on the way to the fucking game, okay? Uh, Don't be a crap parent. If you forget to get your future big leaguer some seeds to munch on during the game on defense and a thirst quencher, you're doing it wrong. Must. Start with the Ranch Davids. That's always, like, that's always the pregamer. I mean, obviously, you can start with the originals, like, at first, first, like, training little shit. But fuck with the ranch seeds. And then once you gain that, once you're on the ranch level, like, you can fuck with them all. Uh, barbecue. And uh, once you lock it in, like, I'm locked in, you get the jalapeno ones. The jalapeno salsa ones. Those go so hard in the paint. Um, uh, bro, those are out of pocket. So make sure. Make sure you try the jalapeno ones if you're on my level. Like, if you can spit speed seeds hella fast and shit, uh, fuck with me. Um, and then the quick lineup for the uh, Gatorades. Uh, red always number one, bro. Like, come on, bro. Red, yellow number two, and orange number three. So if you come into the game, that's the order that they need to be brought in. Feel me? Um, and number five, like... A baseball game ain't right, especially if you're taking a young into the game. If you got one of your young kids going to the game, make sure you get the ice cream helmet. Like, and they're gonna be fresh this year too, brown and yellow. Um, my Friar Faithful out there, all my Padre fans, uh, make sure you get the the helmet with the with the swirl. Okay. Um, I mean, you can go. I like vanilla, bro. I mean, but you can you can do the little uh, Neapolitan or you know, if you want to go, you know vanilla and chocolate on them feel free to do that too but um that plus they don't sell these at mini ballparks but the ice cream truck always sells them the ice cream with the glove man the glove with the ice with the uh the bubblegum baseball bro pull up dig for real bro like if the ice cream man was tooting his shit right now and he pulled up i'd buy 20 of those things and throw them in the freezer you feel me um but yeah, that's it. So if you're going to a snack bar near you, anytime for a softball, for a baseball game, uh, make sure you grab those items and make sure you fucking tip. You know, if you give them a 20 and they give you back three, 387, motherfucker, 287 of that shit better go in the tip jar. You feel me? Because these stadiums aren't built on love. You know, you got some of these parents that are putting in their uh, sweat and, and tears and shit behind the uh, behind the scenes, and you need to make sure that uh, they're compensated um, to to the point where they can at least keep it going. You feel me? Um, and so that's that. That's uh, episode. Uh, that's uh, excuse me. Uh, segment five, episode number five. Getting tongue twisted on this thing's too much. Uh, we're gonna be back in just a second to wrap it up. Yeah, I live a life pretty similar to yours. Used to go to school, hang with friends and play sports. Every single summer taking trips to the shore. And that was all gravy, but I knew I wanted more. Step back on the pull-up podcast here. 
as you guys know, every week I like to cover a segment called The Step Back where I cover a topic in which I refrain from blowing my cool like I normally do or normally have in my adult life. So um, episode five, kids, here's a step back. So the other day I went to the store to grab some barbecue items and I didn't have my Corona face shield, my COVID-19 shield that you're fucking supposed to have in the car at all times, uh, in, in, your ba- in your bag somewhere, bro. Like I don't have that all the time, bro. Like I'm sorry. Like there's times where I need something and I just got to grab the keys because the dog's acting like an ass and I need to just go. And unfortunately, uh, this time I drove about five miles away from my crib to get to the store and got there with no mask. What do you do? So I looked around the vehicle. Um, As I'm inspecting, I get to the back and I find an old work shirt. And I work, bro. I work hard. You know what I'm saying? Like I work to the point where I deserve a new work shirt. And I also deserve a COVID-19 mask. So I took the sleeve on that bitch and I applied pressure until it ripped slid it over my mask, and guess what? I made a mask out of a T-shirt. Don't panic. Get in, get out. Don't be stressed. Be happy. Pull up. Cameron Woods. My sister's child. First off, I'm so proud of my sister. She's everything I want to be as a parent when I am eventually blessed with that opportunity. For real, for real. Cameron, or Cam as we like to call him, is so full of life and energy. He genuinely loves people. He is interested in conversation and learning. He will try all types of food. He loves basketball, especially dunk and crossover mixtapes on YouTube. Big Steph Curry fan. Please with the you look like, yes, I know, I know, I have heard I look like Steph Curry a million times. I got more swag and sauce than him, Doe. My boy Cameron's culturized. He's my mom's best friend. He's an inspiration to any young parent. My sister struggled hardcore, but you can do it. All you need is a little love. I wanted to share with you guys a little story I had um, in memory of uh, Coach Dennis Pugh. Um, I shared it on on, uh, Instagram the other day with you guys, but I'll share it again. Um, I got selected to be on the West team in uh, 2005, 2006, uh, going into my senior year. And uh, Coach Dennis Pugh was the coach of the West squad, um, in which consisted of uh, Mission Bay, Claremont High School. You had University City, you had Madison, Kearney, uh, Point Loma, uh, so on and so forth, all the schools that kind of cover um, kind of main San Diego down here. And uh, we played against the East squad, so your team's out in East County, your Grossmonts, your Valhalla's, your Santana's, uh, El Cajon Valley, ETC. Um, and he had me batting leadoff, which was a sign of respect for me because I know he had seen my game before, uh, playing me twice in the regular season. Um, so I appreciated the respect level of getting me um, in a bat very early in the game. Um, he pulled me aside, and like I said, him and I didn't have much other than a, 
hi, how are you? Uh, here's my name. And, you know, we introduced ourselves, but that was kind of all we had at that point. Um, but he told me, he's like, hey, be, be, be confident, be comfortable in the box. He goes, this kid's getting a lot of looks. Um, AJ Griffin, who um, those of you guys who kind of follow baseball pretty closely, he ended up getting drafted by the Oakland Athletics and um, has spent some time on the major league team um, over the last couple of seasons. He, um, he ended up uh, pitching for the uh, East squad in this game in particular. And um, he basically just told me to go up there with an approach, be comfortable, and when I got on base, be aggressive. Um, these type of events weren't set up to kind of just go out there and be average. You know, you want to set yourself out because there were scouts with clipboards. Um, they're ready. They're ready. You know, they're ready to get some names and they want to get some contacts. Um, so long story short, I singled a single to left field to start the game, got on base. I, I stole second base and um, inning ended. I got back to the dugout and Coach Pugh, uh, he goes, hey, man, he goes, that was solid, dude. He goes, a nice little sequence of events there. He goes, uh, next time you're on base, he goes, so what I want you to do. He goes, when you're getting your lead, he goes, I want you to take your hands. He goes, you remember Ricky Henderson? You ever used to watch Ricky play? I said, yeah, I, I love Ricky. I said, that's one of my, my favorite players ever. He goes, great. He goes, I want you to wiggle your fingers as you're lead, taking your lead. Spread your legs out, stick your hands underneath, and kind of get in, a, in, a, in an athletic stance and just wiggle your fingers. Cocky, as if you're going to go, as if you're going to go every time. He goes, give him that illusion. And honestly, he goes, when you're so good at something, he goes, you need to revamp that approach and make that an A++++ stand off the page uh, attribute because that's what gets people noticed nowadays. Um, there's a lot of average ball players out of there, out here, excuse me. There's a lot of people that can do things correctly and, and the right way, but there's not a lot of people that can do one thing really, really good. Um, and that's kind of what you got to do if you want to get noticed sometimes is you have to excel in one area um, and then let the scouting and the coaching may... Um, when you get to the level that it may take you to, right? Like if you have to get in the door somehow by just getting noticed, um, that's half the battle sometimes. So I'm always appreciative um, when I think back to these situations. And um, Coach P took my number after the game um, and when she got in contact with my mom and um, him and my mom had a really good relationship um, moving forward um, as he took the job at San Marcos. Um, he always kept in contact with her and asked how I was doing and um, let her know that the door was always open if I wanted to go entertain that endeavor, um, which another thing I'm always appreciative of. Um, so yeah, this, this was an episode I definitely wanted to go into um, that in a little bit. And, and I also wanted to kind of give everyone a little bit of a chance to, to kind of hear some cool stories about a man that uh, everybody um, definitely has, has very fond, fond opinions of. So um, rest in peace, Coach, Coach Pugh, and uh, excuse me, rest in peace, Coach Pugh. Um, and thank you for everything ever you did for me. Best pitcher I've ever faced, though, on the real, on the real. James Metter out of Ramona. Hey, James Metter, you're big, bro. You're super big. And honestly, if I ever met you, I'd tell you that shit, too. But I don't ever fucking think I'll meet you. But what up, James? Here's my Coach Lovato impression for all my Warhawks. Hey, goddammit. Hey, hi, me. You know what? You know, I'm not going to put you in the lineup today. You know, 
You're coming out here looking unprepared. Shoot. You know, God. Thank you for tuning in to my Uncle Wes's Pula podcast. See you on the next episode. Yay!